we definitely feel like this program was not just a success, but it was a life-changing ex- success for us, for these these children, and, and for these families. And I think that doors have been opened and hearts have been opened for this to continue. Welcome. We're so happy to be here and be talking about the event that we have been anticipating this summer, which was the hosting program. And some of you may remember, we have referenced this before. So last year, when we had the opportunity to go to Columbia last fall for our our second trip, um, as you know, we met with institutes where there were older children, and we learned about the hosting program. Brady, do you want to elaborate a little bit on how that experience came about? Yeah, I remember in October on our second trip to Columbia, we um, went to an institute that we had spent a little bit of time at before, just uh, visiting with one child, and there's a number of children there. And through that experience, we just had many, quite frankly, spiritual experiences there that really led us to believe and feel strongly in our hearts that like these kids, these typical kids, we need to advocate for these kids. We need to help these kids. And it was that day that we learned about the hosting program that Columbia does, which allows children that are orphans in Columbia to come to the States and live with a family for two weeks and be hosted. Gives them an opportunity to experience a new culture and see what it's like to live with a family. And it's also a great opportunity for the families to experience what it would be like to potentially adopt a child that is from another country that doesn't speak English. And so that just happened. That that has happened over the last couple of weeks. Yes, and it's been um, incredible to see it to see it come to fruition because it's actually been a lot of work. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of heavy lifting, I think in the beginning, because, you know, as, um, we were trying to recruit families and this is a new program here in Utah. Um, Utah had never been a host state before. And so, um, we had to find someone who was qualified to do these home studies because it does require families to do a home study, which is a lot of work in and of itself. And so these families that volunteered, um, they made a big sacrifice to be able to host these host these children. They had to do not only the home study but a lot of training with the with the child life psychologists from Columbia and with the adoption agency. Um, just making sure that you know this was going to be a positive experience for these children, and so that um, everyone on both sides knew all of the expectations. Yeah, I agree. So leading up to it, um, I really didn't know what to expect necessarily. I, I was excited and, you know, we just, we just, we're going to see, um, being on the other side of that. Now those kids flew home today. Um, it's heavy. Um, it's a lot more emotional and it was emotionally taxing, but it was in a good way, but it was definitely, um, it was, it was a lot and it was good. And I think the host families would agree. I'm sure today they are all, um, you know, maybe a little, a little sad, but also very tired because they, they sp- put so much time and energy and emotion into hosting these children and giving them all a positive experience. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't, I mean, no question. I'm sure they're tired and everything else, but there's, um, I, I guess at least for me, it's a little bit different type of feeling in relation to what I mean by heavy. Like it's, it's a very heavy feeling that I feel. I've been texting a little bit with the families today and, they're all feeling the same way that it's, it's, um, 
And when I say heavy, it's not bad, it's not sad, and it's not happy. It's just a very real There's raw a real connection there emotion now. That, that transpired over the last couple of weeks. And so we'll talk more about that. But yeah, so let's talk about the kids landing. Uh, before, so yes. the, the kids were supposed to land on the 17th, and mm-hmm. their flight got delayed, and then it got delayed again. And then it got delayed again. So they didn't end up getting to Utah. They're supposed to be here at 1030 in the morning on Monday the 17th. They did not land in Utah until about 1.30 a.m. on Tuesday. So it would have been Wednesday, right? Yeah, when early Wednesday morning. Yep. And so Andrea and I wanted to go to the airport and see the families as well as just see the kids come off uh, there or come out of the airport. And we took some time before and went to the much uh, anticipated and much talked about movie, Sound of Freedom, uh, we before did. that. we It's like our first time going to the late show. It, it was, and I made it all the way through <laughs> that without falling asleep, which is it saying something. I yeah, mean, that was pretty movie, incredible. late night, doesn't work well with me, but that is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was really good, and it was timely as well. It was. You know, you put into perspective, I feel like the work that Rod's Heroes does is really the same work. It's just really far upstream, meaning we're getting kids out of scenarios that they otherwise would potentially be going to be trafficked in and getting them in families, um, which is, in my opinion, a permanent fix for that. So it was cool to see that, and they did a great job. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. If you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. Yep. So when we got to the airport, there was nobody. I mean, we got there at Midnight. We got there pretty early and cause we just went after the movie and we were really early. And so we got there and yeah, there was, it was the most empty we have ever seen the airport. Yeah, no, no flights coming in. We were just hanging out there and the family started to show up. They all had their signs and mm-hmm. they were all excited. A little bit nervous. Everybody's a little nervous. Yeah. I, I do have to tell a super funny story. One of the families is hosting a child named Jesus. And so Jesus in English. Spelled Jesus. And they brought a huge sign, like a big rollout sign that said, welcome Jesus. And they were right up at the front and there was a flight that came in around one o'clock and the, and the people were coming through the gates and we're all right there. And so they don't expect that, you know, that there's these doors that open when people come, you know, through the gates out into where the baggage claim is. And so we're just kind of right there and like surprise them when the doors open and they came through and we're all standing there. It's one in the morning and there's a big sign that says, uh, welcome banner. Jesus. <laughs> and this lady was talking on her phone and I, and Andrea heard her say, you would not believe this. I just got here to Utah and there's a huge sign that says, welcome Jesus. There's people here greeting Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. They got a lot of, a lot of funny comments and <laughs> a lot of, a lot of surprised reactions. Yep. But the kids finally landed at two in the morning or came through the doors at two in the morning mm-hmm. and it was emotional for me. Like, Man, and the reason why is a couple of these kids we know, we've met, and yeah. um, in particular, one child, Angel, um, we've talked about him before. We've done a number of podcasts about we, him. We, we saw him both times. We went to, to Bogota. Yeah, and so to see him uh, there in um, just in the airport was surreal for me, actually, because I, I know where that that young man lives and I, I know the circumstances that he's in and I know just, I just know his, his circumstances. And then to see him right there in Utah 
all smiles and all what four foot tall of him. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was really cool to see the the children there. And I think we should mention as well that they came with chaperones. Yeah. And um, and and also like I think we should talk about the preparation that they do with sure. the with the children to come on this trip. Um, this is a or something that is not like taken lightly. It's not just thrown together. Like there no. was so much preparation that went into it, and not only with the families but the children as well. Like they were all brought to a location together and spent two weeks together before they traveled to the United States where they were able to um, have training where they learned about the United States and what to expect and the culture and the expectations. And um, they also became close friends during that two-week period because they were all staying together. And so it was really sweet to just see the friendships that they had with each other and the excitement that they had for being able to be part of this program. Yeah, yep. There was, and then they, as Andrea said, they have chaperones. There were multiple chaperones that traveled with them Mm -hmm. that were with them here in country, in Utah, the whole time, traveling around, visiting with the families, staying with the families, making sure if there were Mm -hmm. any challenges. Helping with communication issues, anything that, you know, that they needed help with, they were there for. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we, uh, they came through, we got some pictures. Um, It was great. One of the, uh, hosting families had suggested it was a wonderful inspired suggestion that we have a an, a prayer in the airport right there when when everybody was about to leave and we did that prayer in spanish that was a tender experience and then all these families went home and got home really late some of them had to drive a couple of hours yeah many of them actually yep. did and then they went to work and Each of the families, so some families were hosting to adopt, meaning that their whole goal of this is they're going to host with the intention of most likely adopt adopt this child. And then other families are hosting to advocate. And they've said, you know, very clearly up front, we um, don't want to adopt, uh, but we do plan on finding this child. Yep, we do plan on finding a child or a family for this child. And so it was neat to see the different um, experiences that each one of them had. And I'll share that some of the families that were hosting to adopt, I think are still probably planning on adopting, but but it was an eye-opening experience for them. And then some of the families that were hosting to advocate actually ended up being wanting to adopt yeah wanting to adopt being the ones that are 100 percent already submitted a letter of intent to adopt this child so it's fun to see the hearts open for these families as they meet with them yeah yeah it's been really neat to see things transpire it was cool during these last two weeks to see pictures come in as well families sending us pictures saying hey we went and did this with you know look at this child doing this for the first time there were lots of firsts and mm-hmm. lots of new experiences and it was so fun seeing the families share those those um, experiences in those pictures. Yep, exactly. As well, um, the so the the over the last couple of weeks, we did get together for <clears throat> an event on the first week. We did a Heroes Club run up in Logan. It was a color run. We had mm-hmm. a couple hundred kids there that have been running all this summer uh, to be able to help kids without families get a loving home. So that was neat for them to be able to meet children that they're yeah, advocating that was for. Awesome. And um, we had uh, a number of Utah State athletes there uh, from the football team, basketball team, Mm -hmm. you know, boys and girls. And uh, come to find out there was actually two children there, two two kids, I should say, two athletes that are 
um, actually adoptees. They've been adopted. And so we had a gathering and, and doing a little speeches and so forth. And we actually had them speak and they shared and said, uh, you know, their experience being adopted and how thankful they are. One phrase that uh, one of the athletes um, uh, said that I just love is she said, my bond or our bond is stronger than blood. And so mm-hmm. meaning that yeah, and it, it was awesome to hear those two those two athletes speak. And it was really, really satisfying because a lot of times in the adoption community, people love to share the hard things or, you know, like things like that. But it's so amazing to see the really good, awesome things and to hear those experiences. Yeah, these are Division One athletes that were adopted and are rising up and singing the song they're meant to sing, all because a family answered the call to adopt them. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty awesome to see that, experience mm-hmm. that. Yep. And so uh, then the following week, just this last Friday, two days before they left, uh, we hosted a barbecue and a pool party here at the house. And I was a little stressed to have that many people here. We had a lot of people, the most people I think we've ever had at our house before. Sure. And uh, so that was new territory for me. It wasn't just a family reunion or something, but we were actually hosting a large gathering. But it was magical. It was yeah. better than I could have imagined. Yeah, that was that was the part where like I we we were watching the the children playing in the pool, and I just like couldn't believe that they were here, just having a carefree, good, fun time with each other, and just laughing and just like enjoying it so much. Um, so different from the environments that we've seen them in before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. That's part of the heavy part for me. You know, I I watched those kids in the pool, and they're in there. So there was um, seven of them that came. There was one family that are hosting three. They had a family reunion that they went to, but there was seven of the kids from Columbia there, and they were in there with probably another fifteen or more. A bunch of kids from gringos, all the families, <laughs> yeah, that were in there swimming with them, and they were doing the diving board and playing games and having so much fun and just laughing and and having the time of their lives. And they weren't segregated. It's not like the Latino kids were on one end and the gringos were on the other end. They were all in there together and coops in there from China. And we've got all different races mm-hmm. and creeds and languages and everything that was taking place. And at the end of the day, like those kids are just kids and all they need is a shot. They just need somebody to believe in them and let them rise up and sing the song they're meant to sing. We did, we did a little video um, where we had them all get out with the, the other, so all of the kids, um, both the kids from Columbia as well as the other ones got out and they were, uh, we had a flag up that was an American flag and a Colombian flag on the fence and we went and had them stand by each other. These are some of the best pictures that I've, I've seen and I think are very symbolic of the work that we're doing. I posted about, uh, I posted one of those pictures just a couple of days ago. It's probably my favorite adoption picture that we've had because it's all these kids locked arms and just grinning ear to ear and they wouldn't be able to converse back and forth if they wanted to, but yet they had no issues communicating and they were communicating in full intent to be able to just enjoy and be a kid. And so those are some great pictures there. Yeah, it was it was magical. It was it was a magical evening to just see those all those children together having such a great time. But it was also um, really cool to see the families and just the com- the com- the camaraderie that was there and the love and the understanding and how um, these families it just like 
this experience that even though they were each going through it individually with different children, like it just brought everybody together and it was really, really fun to experience that. It's our tribe. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's our tribe. And I kept thinking about this uh, throughout the night. I just thought, you know, this this is the first of many experiences we're going to have like this. And so let's assume that all 10 of these children that we hosted this last couple of weeks get adopted. I think they will. And they'll get adopted by families here in Utah. We have our four children that we're going to be traveling to see them soon. We'll give an update on that uh, on this podcast or another one very soon. But we're going to be traveling soon and bringing them home. And we've got about, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, roughly 10 other children here in Utah that are being adopted right now that are all from Columbia. And Mm -hmm. so... Just right It'd be great now, to have that community. we've got roughly 20, 25 children here in Utah from Columbia that are, or that are going to be adopted by families here in Utah. And so you think of the tribe and the community and like just those feelings that we have with those families that are taking a leap of faith and we're all in this together and we're going to grow old with these, with these children and we're going to celebrate their victories. We're also going to share in one another's challenges and sorrows and tears that we experience because we know and recognize that it's not going to be easy and there will be challenges and trials, but we got each other. And that's something I just want to put a huge um, compliment towards Bonnie Hilton, who is... She's like been vital in creating community. She's so, so amazing at it and just so good at connecting with people and bringing people together and through the efforts that she's put in, the work that she's been doing, I've just realized like this is so important. This is how you like support people in adoption is just by bringing them together and having that that feeling of community. Yeah, Bonnie's a very special person. She's a leader. She's uh, she's the one that did all of the home studies. So she's spent a lot of time with these families. She did it with a torn meniscus. <laughs> then she had surgery mm-hmm. and she's still hobbling around. But she's drove to all ends of the state and been able Showed to be up a, at everything to be able to make this happen. Yeah, just be a miracle worker. And so obviously Bonnie and Brett were there as well. And they're 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 like I feel like the, great, the parents. You know, the grandparents, the, the parents. Inspiration, the huh? inspiration. Yeah, yeah, they're wonderful. But um yeah, so the heavy part, you know, these kids all met at the airport this morning at 4.45 with their families, and their families said goodbye. And so some of the... And something about this is it's very clear, and we're very trained on this from our relationship with Madison, but we're not to talk about adoption with these kids. No, and it was never brought up in the presence <clears throat> of the of the children. So the kids are here, and, and you know, they, they... I think the kids know that these families are considering adopting, but... I think some do and some don't. It kind of depends on their maturity level, it seems like. It's hard to say. Yeah, Yeah, hard to say. I would say the large, vast majority of them, I would say, had a pretty good feel on that. But the, um, you know, the families aren't supposed to talk about it with them. They're not supposed to say, you know, do you want to be adopted or anything like that. And so it's all just a relationship building. But those families, like, they fell in love with these kids, and imagine um, having your heart completely for a child and then putting them on an airplane and, and sending them back to Columbia um, to go back to an institute or go back to foster care and go back to those circumstances that they're in. And 
by all means, Columbia, from my experience, has been fantastic. Like their system is incredible, but still at the end of the day, there's nothing that compares to a child with a family. And uh, that's a heavy part. It's a very heavy part. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Like Brady said, they do a fantastic job in Columbia, but there is a a big difference between um, something that's institutionalized and having a family, like just the, the support and the care that a family can offer these children is just above and beyond what any institution would ever be able to do. So we've had questions come in these last couple of weeks just through Instagram and, and our social media of individuals that have asked, and they say, like, are you really sending these kids back? Like, you bring them here for two weeks, you give them all these amazing experiences, and then you send them back. Like, what's the, this seems cruel. This seems like it's not right, and we're not doing what's in the best interest of, of the child. And so how would you answer that, hon? Well, just, just as we've talked about, um, I feel like a lot of those those questions are because people just don't have the understanding of, of what this program is about and thinking of it um, in a way that, you know, it's almost like, to me, it was very similar to foreign exchange. My brother helps um, foreign exchange students find families to stay with during the school year. And this was like, it reminded me so much of just a mini foreign exchange program where, of course, there's the whole the whole different agenda of like, preparing people to adopt and everything. But, but in the end, like these children were able to come from a place and experience like a different culture and just have their, their minds and their hearts open to a different way of living and just that expanding their vision of the world. And so I think it's pretty incredible that Columbia offers this program for them. And I feel like that, um, you know, the children, like they knew that it was, this was something special and important. And they were excited that they were able to, you know, that they were chosen to be able to come and do this program. They loved it. They did love it. They had the time of their lives. Yeah. And they, you know, and they, um, were anticipating what it would be like, you know, and the, like the climate and everything, like they had just prepared the children so well. And, um, you know, told them about what it would be like being in a family and just how our, our culture is. And, you know, like in the Colombian culture, I know like one funny experience that one of the families was sharing with me is in the Colombian culture, it's okay to just like go to your friends, you know, here it's more like you be, you have to wait for an invitation, right? Like you're invited and then you just like, we'll go to your friends. And in Colombia, they said, you know, that's not the case. Like you can just show up at any friend's house anytime and just like go in and it's totally, totally part of the culture, you know, it's just acceptable. And so they, they, they tell the children how, like how it is here, but they also tell the families, you know, this is the way it is for your Colombian children. So just, you know, expect that. And there was a sweet, sweet story of one of the children that was being hosted that became really close friends with a neighbor child in the neighborhood where he was staying. And that, that mom, well, the, the host mom, she, the child went missing from the yard. They, all the kids were out like playing in the yard and they were having a Nerf gun war out in the yard. And the boys came in and they were asking where this child was. And she's like, Oh no, I don't know. And they started looking through the house for him. Well, in the meantime, he had gone to this new best friend of his, he had gone to his house and just walked in the house and saw his mom in the kitchen and (laughs) said, Hola, and went downstairs and got his new best friend's huge Nerf gun that he like knew was there obviously. (laughs) And came upstairs with it, and he like showed he showed it to the best friend's mom in the kitchen and said, "Okay," and she said, "Yeah, okay," you know. And so he took the gun and went back to the Nerf gun war with like this huge gun and was all excited about it. But that was just and a, his cute, hosting a mom, cute, you thing. know, kind of scrambling. Where is he? Where is he? And yeah, looking out front, and she looks down the street, and here he comes, just walking down the street, just 
yeah. in his neighborhood and with the, his friend's Nerf gun. The neighborhood mom, she just like loved it that he felt comfortable enough to just like come over and come in and go yeah. and, you know, get that. It was just a cute, it was just a sweet story. It was cute to hear them share that. Yeah, but this this is a young man that, um, like that we've spent a lot of time with before and he can't just go outside and walk down the street to his no, friend's house. No, where not where at. he lives. No, he's not even close. Not, can't even go outside alone. Can't even so, go outside. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. I just envision that picture on that warm summer evening and him just all smiles walking down the street in his neighborhood to his family, to his home. And I, I do believe that that family is going to adopt him. He He's a special boy. He's For some of you that have listened to our podcast before, he's the young man that we went and... Um, we talked to and that his uh the worker in the orphanage where he was at said that he asked her just recently why nobody ever adopts him and meaning that he's 13 he's been in there his whole life and he's seen his friends you know come and go he sees kids come in the orphanage and maybe they're there for a couple two or three years they're his best friend and then a family adopts them, and, and they're gone from his life forever. And, and he was asking, why hasn't anybody ever adopted me? Why doesn't anybody want to adopt me? And that was um, that was a heavy thing to, to consider last October when we heard that. And so I really pushed hard to have him be part of the hosting program. Sure enough, he was. And we had a special little bond. I don't think he put two and two together that the hosting program would be connected to me or you, you know, mm-hmm. us. And so when he got off the plane, um, I came up behind him and grabbed him and started talking to him. And you could just see he was so excited to see somebody that he recognized. And then mm-hmm. when he was here at the barbecue, when he was leaving, I didn't know he was leaving, but he came and grabbed me and gave me a great big hug, um, you know, and just said goodbye. And you could just tell he just had just a light in his eyes. He was having the time of his life. And so, yeah, it was really fun. Hosting fun is pretty him. cool. Yeah, and I think it was like that for all of the children, but you know how it is when you like know somebody and have a connection with them. It's just like super sweet to see that, and no it was question. sweet to see it with all of them. It was amazing. Yep, no question. And so, yeah, we definitely feel like this program was not just a success, but it was a life-changing ex- success for us, for these these children, and, and for these families. And I think that doors have been opened and hearts have been opened for this to continue. Um, We've actually had a number of inquiries, a lot of inquiries from families reaching out asking to host next year. We are going to uh, be accepting applications for that. We're working closely with Madison, who will be working with Columbia for us to be able to continue with this hosting program. We had 10 kids this year. Would love to double that and have that be 20 next year and see if we can't get a number of families to get to do this, because what a special way to be able to introduce adoption to a family. Yeah, it was, it's a really, really amazing thing, and you can see why it's such a successful program. So do you want to give an update on our adoption? Sure. So last week we were able to, um, let's see, it was on Monday. Uh, a holiday. So nobody had work, and my family was down here um, visiting for the day. And just out of the blue, unexpected, we got an email. Thankfully, Brady's on top of checking his emails. And so he found the email and he's like, hey, Andrea. He's like, they emailed us something. They said they told our our children and they sent some videos. And so we were able to 
call everybody in and we all gathered around the computer and opened those and it was amazing to see they didn't actually video when they told the children but they made a little video after it was super cute they had him stand there and they said thank you more family I love you in Mm -hmm. English it was so cute and so it was really fun to see those pictures and just see the the happiness on their faces and in their eyes and they had the little books that we had made for them the little picture books and they were looking at those and they had a little video of Rocio who is the youngest reading our family mission statement in Spanish and that was just like heartwarming to just see that so it made us super excited and then having the other children here from Columbia it just made us way excited to go get our, our children when we can yeah we get to zoom with them this week on Thursday we'll mm-hmm. get to have our first zoom conference call with them to where they know that we're going to be their parents and they're going to be in our family and so we can speak openly about that with them and it's going to be super fun can't wait to do that yeah really excited lots of exciting things coming up so yeah we need to plan how we're going to do that with all the kids (laughs) yeah can't all just gather around (laughs) we should probably think through that a little bit maybe have probably i actually will be at my office so I'll, i'll be there and maybe we could have a computer something set up here as well a couple different computers for them that would be good it might be a little less overwhelming for them (laughs) but we expect to travel soon I would say September is what I'm hoping and the reason why I'm hoping September is we've had a tremendous opportunity come about uh, for an opportunity to go to Bulgaria and to Armenia and so in a trip similar to what we did last year in Colombia we're working with an adoption agency who has wonderful contacts there uh, with the authorities, long-standing relationship with the government authorities, and they've invited us to come with them on that trip. And so we'll be going to Armenia first. Um, It sounds like they have a number of of kids that we're going to be able to advocate for, and then we'll be going to Bulgaria as well, which is a great program, by the way. Bulgaria is, I would say, the easiest, uh, most effective program in the world right now. used to be China, and it's now Bulgaria, I would say. So we're way thankful to be able to have that opportunity. And so that'll be the end of August, and my guess is we'll land in Salt Lake City and get on an airplane and go to Bogota right after that. So Hopefully so. Can't wait. Yep, we'll be good. Very good. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in. As always, if you felt like we were able to add value and any type of value in your life in this podcast, we'd love you to give us a five-star rating, share this with your friends. We're starting to make some progress with our rankings and with uh, our shares and just our overall progress with the podcast. We want to continue with that, and your support is much appreciated. Thanks so much. Okay, have a great night. (music) 